now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And it's all about how you wake up. I need something else to say so you can realize this is a new one. This is a new podcast. Uh, if you catch it while that little live button is up there, you can choose a number of platforms to which you can binge or you can uh, jump in. I love that. Let's talk about binging. Binging became a thing because everybody likes to get like all the episodes. You want all the episodes. Every last one of the episodes. Well, guess what? Um, some of the platforms out here now are going to only give you one because y'all were overdose. <laughs> y'all were absolutely overdose on content. And then especially like some of these programs where they don't give you like season after season, you got to like wait a year or two uh, before you get some more. When, back in my day, when we only had three channels as opposed to millions of channels, you literally, September came around, you got new episodes that took you all the way through some. You got one a week, and if you missed it, you missed it. You got one a week, and then you had to wait for the reruns to happen in the summertime until, while they filmed more whatever. I don't know what the production, we weren't even concerned with it. On that level, like say for instance, one of my favorite shows is Atlanta. They haven't even decided when they're going to give us the next season of this thing or if. Donald Glover is such a busy person working. I don't know what he's doing right now, uh, but... I hope that he has pulled everybody together and they are somewhere working on some episodes. But I noticed a couple of the platforms are saying that they're going to, rather than just loading everything all at once, they're going to, they're going to dish it out in episodes. Um, and you're going to have to wait because I'm telling y'all, y'all jump on that. Then you want to give spoilers to everybody and everybody else is like, wait, we haven't seen it. So listen, no spoilers, but I want you to, um, Understand first who you're listening to. I'm Yolanda. I'm trying to get situated here. If you hear all kind of noise and the dog is standing here chasing his tail because I am not in bed doing this podcast. I had to get up, run a quick errand, and so I'm sitting on the couch. TV's muted, and the dog is like, ah, get back. He's like, wait, what are you doing? So <laughs> you're going to probably hear him bark too. But that's what this is. This is, in fact, look at the title. If, you, if you're someone, you can see the title. It says, Wake up living, wake up living. I'm going to write that at the top. And the first thing that came, look, I was about to write leaving. The first thing that came to mind was learning. I hate this pen that I'm writing with today, but here's another one at my disposal. Let me grab it. Wake up living. The first thing about living is you got to learn because it is nothing but lessons, right? Life is lessons. on. Oh, this pen writes better. Life is full of lessons, and I wanted to talk about wake up living because for those who experience these times when we can't get out of bed, we are doing one of two things. One, living too much in the past, that's depression, and I got that from a Facebook meme, not the psychology classes, certainly not any of the textbooks or the podcasts. I saw that meme, and y'all, it freed me. I don't know about, listen, y'all, if you want to... Uh, change life you better start doing some memes i i put out a uh, some information during the Popeye Popeye chicken sandwich frenzy and somebody made it and it, it went it educated a lot of folks but then somebody made a meme of it 
And they went viral. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, now I saw another friend having that same issue. I'm like, listen, you better make a meme. Make a meme, okay? Uh, so, and, and other reason we can't get out of bed. There's two reasons we can't get out of bed. There's three, really. You know, sometimes it's, you might have the opportunity not to get out of bed. That's the unbother, okay? There's always two reasons and then there's unbother. One reason you might not be able to get out of bed and you have found and discovered or somebody done tagged you in this podcast is because you live too much in the past, which means you get caught up in a whole lot of depression. You feel a bunch of weight. You carry around a bunch of weight that you don't necessarily need to do that. Or the second reason is you live too far into the future. You're waiting on this to happen, this shoe to drop, this person to act like this, this and that, and all this other stuff. And that gives you a whole bunch of anxiety. And most of us don't have a chance to just linger in the bed. We got to get up, get in our commute, go into the workplace, go into uh, dealing with customer situations. And we deal with what are called angst, right? Angst. Okay, well, we know depression. I'm going to write it down because I, I rarely write it down. Angst. Anxiety. Because that's what this whole thing is all about. The dog is over here sneezing. All right. So, bless you. So, what I want to do on this podcast and how it has worked for me is because I wake up and I have found something to occupy my now, my right now, because I have to get focused for that. I have to meditate before I push that button. I have to get through the nervousness before pushing that button. Like, who on earth wants to hear me talk about this, right? I Because I have found something that the minute I wake up, my first thoughts of the morning, frog in my throat as I am coming to you as I am, in, in, a, in a realm that I can handle and commit to, I have something that I have to do each and every morning, like right now. And that keeps me living, keeps me living. It literally keeps me living because that's what I have to do. And then on top of that, to get to know that of those around me understand it's something that's important to me, that they support it. By getting the heck out of the way, stop making noise when I need to go live. Even the dog has realized that this is something that needs to be accommodated. I'm, he's going to lay here at my feet and just chill because guess what? He loves the fact that for a good 30 to 45 minutes, I'm not going to move. I'm Just like your child, like my children, like, oh, she's on a computer. She's always in that one spot. All right, so let me give you a couple of more protocol on this, too. We're at about six minutes into this. At 15 minutes into this, you will have games. You listen to this or any of these podcasts, by 15 minutes, some great clarity may have come through. At 30 minutes, we might have reiterated or figured out how we can apply this, right? At 45 minutes, we're going to get into some storytelling. I'm going to tell you how this has really worked for me or how I've seen it work for someone else. And I want to use it as one of my own lessons and then I see and I realize I didn't get anything to drink so therefore I'm gonna have a dry mouth if I unless I on this podcast yell for Petty Betty to help me out with some water so um and I could get up and walk over and get some water but let's just put that in the universe that Petty Betty will bring some water (laughs) it's a podcast y'all okay so I found something that I could do now to keep me living in the now and I don't have to, I don't, in this time, I don't have to like deal with the past because that's the past, can't do anything about it. You can't yet time travel and if that ever becomes a thing, I have already made the decision. I am not going to 
partake in that because I have seen people when they when they when given the opportunity to do something over, they still make the same mistake because we don't often attempt learning and and go through lessons as much as we should. There is full on data out there that is monitoring everybody in social media that if if given the opportunity to learn something, the majority of the people choose not to. I'm gonna take that data. I'm gonna I'm gonna y'all gonna walk with me to get some water. Because otherwise, if I sit here and uh, get all thirsty, y'all going to be like, man, she has an issue over there that she won't even address. And I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to fix it, right? And I do see I have a glass of juice uh, that I have left on the counter. So we'll just go with our juice. How about that? Thought I had something. But anyway, okay. So see what I'm saying? It's like I could have sat here and not addressed that issue. And lo and behold, I left my juice on the counter. Okay. So let me put the phone down again and let me go back to the journal. So one of the things I wrote, and for those of you coming in, we, we are broadcasting through an additional app. And I don't have another device handy with me right now in order to see the comments. But do please let me know that you listen uh, and let me know if you catch the replay. And then if you have questions or comments, go ahead and leave those and I can answer those after the fact. I just like, I've gotten to the point of understanding that I need to get this out because there are those who are listening for the 15 minutes and the 30 minutes and the 45 minutes. But again, living, if you want to wake up living, you want to wake up living. You caught this because you want to wake up living. You want to figure this thing out. Uh, on a couple of episodes, we talked about our burn days, meaning that there are some days that are going to be difficult because I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh, this is every day. It has become, it has become a habit for me. Uh, and there has not yet, and I can tell you and since I've committed to this, there has not necessarily been a day where I wake up and I did not podcast because I'm like, if I, I'm giving the breath of life. I'm going to podcast. And there are times when I said, okay, I think we, I did the forest gump. I was like, okay, I think we reached the end. Let's stop. And we stopped. And I'm, I'm like, I woke up like, oh, I need to listen to a podcast. It's, it, listen, it changed for me. I'm telling you, find something. Find something for you to do now. Always have something for you to do now. And another one of those reports I was telling you about, there are more people that are living without joy. Write that down. Now, enjoy. There are so many people that are living without things that make them happy. They don't do the things that the, everything is someday, one day, future, this, that, and the other. And you get to a point where there's more life behind you than there is ahead. I, I remember old people saying that. And I'm like, it's true. There are so many people, and what they're mad about is everybody else is like, Taking time. everybody else is like getting their joy moments in, and they're like, Yeah, I don't deserve that yet, or I can't do that yet. Let me tell you, you better do it now. Like, I know, and, I, and I'm not saying forego any kind of accountability, responsibility, anything like that, but you wake up and you have the breath of life, and you don't choose a joy moment, like, you don't choose happiness, and I know. I know what that's like because we all have that season or time in our life where we might not feel like it. we're deserving of it. 
you know, or that should be a priority right now because there's so much going on. But again, that's not living. That's not living. That's again, that's anxiety or that's depression. Because if you don't feel like you can do something right now, again, you're trying to ward off something in the future that has not yet happened. And it may, it may or it may not. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm not talking about jeopardizing something where uh, these things happen, but I'm just saying, what can't you have right now that you want? I think you could have it. And I'm just saying, I think you could have it because I don't know all what's going on in your life, but I mean, I think that you can have it. Mine was, I want to, I want 30 minutes when I wake up. What is going on in life that I can't have 30 minutes when I wake up? It's like, oh, well, you need to wake up. And this is one of the things that I had to do uh, when I, when I decided I wanted to um, build, build dryer buzz. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I've got, I've got to work eight hours. I've got to have a good eight to 12 hours for the kids. And this, the eight, the only time that I could carve out was, or subtract from, because it was a subtraction. Oh, those, those whole eight hours of sleep. And I'm not out here trying to tell anybody don't sleep. Let me tell you, there's something about a good eight hours of sleep. Okay. But during that time, and I was like, if I want this now, I've got to subtract from somewhere. I've got to borrow some time because you only have 24 hours in a day. I still to this day try to make it 26, but cause I'm like, that's a calendar. That's a clock. I think, I, I think at times there is 25, 26 hours in a day. I know about to say we had to have 12 and 12, you know, sometimes I look up and I'm like, wait a minute, the moon and the, or the sun, moon, no, mostly the moon. I'm like, wait, the moon is still over in the east and it's X amount of time. That to me, if we went by the rotation, it's like sometimes the rotation is a little off. Sometimes the rotation is a little slow. How many times have you walked out of the office like, whoa, it's still daylight. I got an hour, right? Listen, I'm just saying, okay? You can find some time. But I was like, I got to carve out for in order to do this because I needed some time to do some research. And I'm like, okay, the, what, the work is this time. The kids get out of school at that time. And I didn't really want to as much as I needed to. I want to be able to get off the computer when they get home so that I can, you know, fix dinner, answer homework questions, or just see what the heck they were up to. Because I think at times they, they became dependent on the fact that my head was always buried in something or, or that I was always busy or mom's work. Mom, what's mom doing? Where's mom? You know, they act like we can't hear them. It's like kids don't realize you can, you hear better when they're whispering than when they're loud. So, because when they're loud, you tend to try to distract yourself or, or not hear them. But when they get quiet... <laughs> You know, you haven't been around a parent when the kids get, what it, what, what's going on? You know, when the kids, as long as they're loud, you're good. But the minute they get quiet, you're like, what are they up to? So whenever I would not hear anything, I would really look, lift my head up from all that work and find out and go and find out where they were and what they were doing. And, and 100% of the time, they were trying to get away with something or they had fallen asleep in all these different places. Every parent knows at that time of the night when the house goes absolutely quiet and you got to go find them because Lord knows they never actually got in the bed and they, you got one over here and one over there and you got to try and get them all in the bed and you hope that they don't fully wake up because now you really get to enjoy the peace and quiet of the house. And so I would always wait for that time. So I got to borrow some time to do some research. So I would wait for the house to go absolutely quiet. Then I could really concentrate and work. And I had to borrow time. I would take two hours 
out of those eight hours of sleep. So, you know, and got used to six hours of sleep. I think now I operate probably about five. If I get eight, I am like rejoiceful. I'm rejoicing if I get eight hours of sleep. Let me write that down. Sleep is a revolution for me. It's like if I can get my behind in the bed, I mean, because one, especially we're in a creative, it's like people who are creative, that creative spirit creeps in uh, around 11 o'clock at night when you really should be sleeping. You're like, okay, I'm, I'll deal with, do that in the morning, right? Like I really should do like how to go to bed podcast, but I'm like, if I do a how to go to bed podcast, I really should how to go to bed, right? I'm not going to do it, but. Somebody do a how to go to bed podcast. How to like how to in fact I can tell you there is there was a young lady, she spoke at Breakfast with Dryer Buzz and she talked about how to shut it down at the end of the day and how to get your rest and so forth. Go over to the um Breakfast with Dryer Buzz page or on the YouTube and find that video. And one of, and I do some of those rituals now. Cut put the phone down. Cut the phone. I don't cut the phone off, but I will put it down. Put that phone down, take my glasses. That's my new trigger. Write that down, trigger. One of my triggers right now is to is to hit that button. There's a little sound your phone makes when you put when you push the button, not turn it off, putting it to sleep. That little click, right? That's one of my triggers. I put that phone down. I snatch these glasses off and, and turn to the opposite because it's still right on the bed because I need it. But I put it to sleep so I don't hear anything coming in, and I roll over, right? Click. Uh, glasses off, roll over, right? Television off, turn it. I was one of those people that had to have that glow in the night, right? Or, or that white noise or sound. No, we're going to have absolutely quiet. We're going to listen to the train coming, the, the cars on the highway, uh, maybe a plane or two that's late coming over, if we can hear that. Listening for something way off in the distance. Let's just listen. How many of you know the sounds around you? You know, a lot of times we we ended up we end up programming ourselves. You know, you hear the neighbor, uh, you know what time the neighbors come in. This car come around the corner, the one that bumps the music, the one that needs some brakes, the one that the one that screeches that the stop sign or peel peels off from the stop sign, or the the one that drives the truck that makes it. All of those things become triggers for us. I want you to treat those as sounds to remind you that you are living. There are people, I used to do this all the time, walk around all tensed up, and a lot of times just holding my breath. And I'm like, girl, breathe. I, I really have to catch myself because I'm, I deal, I, I'm always dealing with so much that I would always be tense, you know, re- telling myself to relax my shoulders. I consciously take in deep breaths because we breathe so shallow in, in our days. We literally breathe so shallow that, you know, mind, be mindful and, and take a deep breath every now and then. And your body's like, wait, what was that? You mean we can send oxygen to all parts of the body? Wait, are you sitting down? Are you relaxing? You Are you drinking water? Are you, you know, all of these things are triggers. Um, and unfortunately, they're triggers that have defined themselves as opposed to being triggers to help us define how it is we want to live, how it is we want to learn, what lessons, uh, avoiding depression, anxiety, angst, because we're not doing enough now. You know what's in the now, Joy? You cannot schedule Joy. You cannot say, oh, you know, maybe it's sometime in the future. Joy is now. 
joy you experience, joy is an experience that you have when you are doing something you really want to do, like right now. What are you doing right now? I know listening to me this might be your joy, but you listen, you're listening to this because you're listening with the anxiety that you got. If, you listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm re- giving you some relief on some of the thoughts that you have, but you, you push that button with a little bit of anxiety because you're hoping that it's going to be the thing you need today. Well, I might not know exactly what you need today. And basically, I'm podcasting because this is what I need. And then you get to the end of it. And if you didn't get it, you might end up depressed unless you know to go over to the how to get out of bed page and find the one that you really need. But you got you to gotta know what you need. You've got to know what you need. you got to know your triggers. But you've got to know what you need. And a lot of people out there, they say people don't know what they don't know. And most people don't know what they need. And I have to ask that question. The business that I'm in, like say, for instance, if I'm interviewing a celebrity and they want to put out a piece of music or they want to write a book or they're trying to work on a movie project. And and and, and all of them will have, a, a, you'll meet a lot of people throughout the day that will tell you they can't do something they want to do. And the next question is, what do you need? What would, what would help you do that? And a lot of times they can't answer because they don't realize they have everything they need. You couldn't fathom it. You couldn't dream it. You couldn't think of it if you didn't know what it was. You didn't know. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, you are where you know. And but there are so many of us that know that if we get that thing, we're going to be accountable to then doing what it is that we love walking around saying, one day I'm going to do this. You love saying, man, if, the, if all those, if we have a whole podcast out there about if, if this, if this, if that, and we talk about how to do it now. If you have to, if you have to, if it, you might just need to let it go. Because that means that you are not putting, you are not already putting your every bit of all into it. You are not about making it a reality. We did a podcast the other day called Reality. In fact, uh, one, let's see, let me go back. I think it was two, two podcasts before this. And we are uh, at 22 into this reality. We talked about, when we talk about reality, oftentimes we're pointing to how we are undermining our reality. And I'm going to put undermining on here because I just wrote if. That's what this season is about, trying to discover what it is that we are undermining as we come into this last quarter, end of the year. If you are on, if you subscribe to a calendar and then you realize, whoa, we're at the end of the, end of the year. Not only are we at the end of the year, we are on the countdown to 2020. I remember, I can remember, and I'm reflecting a lot of, especially over the past 20 years, when we were on the countdown to Y2K, and it was about to be 1999, and Prince had that song party like it's 1999, and the whole Y2K. Because one thing Prince understood was technology. So uh, when we think about the fact that we are now about to hit 2020, and it's, it's 2019. Um, and I think back to Y2K and all that anxiety that we had and not understanding, you know, when at this turn, this epic turn and change of the clock and an epic turn. I'm going to hit this, turn this television off because it's grabbing my attention over here in my peripheral. So let's get that off. Um, but as we get to that, a lot of people, people love milestones. Let me talk about that. If you want to, most people will 
uh, monitor their undermining of their living based on milestones. And then here's the thing, rather than living in joy of reaching a milestone, most people will live in anxiety of reaching a milestone or live with depression of passing a milestone and they didn't reach it. I want you to get back to the joy. I want you to be able to, and I know it's not possible. We we are humans. We got to work. We got responsibility and all that. It's not possible to put joy on everything. And But I want you to at least understand that when you get your now moments, like, ooh, this, this time is mine moment. Most people in their commute, <laughs> uh, most people, most people will try to find sometimes, but in your in your now moments, there should be joy. There should be a there should be a milestone. Your now joy moments should be celebratory. Celebra- so that way, when you are off and having to do all these other things, you're able able to savor. Remember, I took the Happy Woman test. It's called Happy Woman Test. Go out there and look it up. Um, there's an author, and I'm looking around. And I don't see her. But, but she has this test out there called the Happy Woman Test. Fellas, y'all can take it too. It's just that a lot of women like to market to women because they feel like men boycott us. And sometimes y'all do. And fellas, I don't know. If, uh, did, you give a, did you support a woman-owned business today? Y'all consciously support each other. So unconsciously, you boycott women. Okay? Let's just put it out there because it is, it is real. But I have, I have dryer buzz, and I know that we have a, a overwhelming support. Of, of the fellas um, that, I don't know, I guess because of how we put out our content, right? So um, where was I going? So savor, so the happy woman test, you take the happy woman test and it goes through all this, it's just like the love languages kind of thing. It's like, what are your, what are your languages of being happy? Or what are your, what are the aspects? What are the, what are the tools that you have in order to be happy? So I took the test and basically the only error, 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 Dang, area that I was, that was holding back my happiness was not savoring. Like, I can't look around and see what my accomplishments are. You know, I got a, there's a stack of books that I wrote over here. It's like, you wrote those. Savor that, right? Talk about that. Mention that. When people ask who you are, ask for your bio, do you say that you are author of not one, not two, three, four, five, six, seven, but nine books, you know, that you've, you've written courses that you've designed, um, do you, I don't save, I don't see all the pictures, when I go back and look, and somebody, um, people share a memory of this, that, and I'm like, oh, wow, I did that, right, I don't save a lot of that, and a lot of times when I go to my dad's house, I get to savor because he has, um, pictures of me with this, that, and the other, I don't have that, I haven't put any of that stuff up, I never have, uh, it's all digital, and if I go back and look at it, but savor, right, um, your now and your joy moments. If if you in those times when you have to go off and to do other things so that you don't end up with depression or angst, savor something that was good that happened. You know, find your go-to savor moments, and that's go take that test. Happy woman. It's on a website. I don't want to say .com or .net because I'm not sure, but just search happy woman test, and you can search it on any of your social media platforms or search engines. Notice I didn't say Google, because they know telling, you know, I might tell you to go take the happy woman test. You go over there to Google somebody that bought the, bought the, um, 
redirection and redirect you off to doing something else. Now is not the time to be trusting trusting Google. At least wait until the developers conference to see uh, how they plan on getting their money because how entities or people plan on getting their money lets you know whether or not they're going to value you or not, right? That's some of the things, something that will make you not get out of bed is for somebody else to have you on the wrong list that they're going to misuse or abuse you based on how they get that money. That's why I don't like being around a lot of people that can't do stuff because of their job. I'm like, their survival is all about you not surviving. I can't, that's my pet peeve for somebody to say they can't do something based on how they work. <laughs> the other day we had shared this uh, screenshot. Somebody put a screenshot of this young man that had the most unique name in the world, right? Bless his mama, because I know, I know how they get, they try to go at, come at mothers who want to put a unique name on their child in the hospital. Like, they, don't, they, they, they hesitate on giving you a birth certificate. And I was one of those moms. Like, listen, y'all ain't got but three spaces on here. My child is going to have more than that, right? And I'm, I'm trying to fight that war. But anyway, so this child has his most unique name ever. And lo and behold, somebody put in there, oh, man, I hope he becomes this, that, because that'll never fly on a job application. It's like, uh, have you seen the future of work? <laughs> have you seen? I walk around every day with red hair. People are like, man, you'll never get a job like that. Honey, I can't tell you how many. No, I may not get a job, but I can't tell you how I am honored for the red hair. I just recently went maybe a week or two. I think I lasted like a week without my red hair. Everywhere I went, everybody was like, where's your red hair? Oh, my God, I thought I'd see the red hair. People were excited to meet me, and there I am with conformed hair. Uh, straight and brown, <laughs> and I all of a sudden became a nobody. I, I didn't stand out anymore. And people, literally, somebody I've known forever walked right by me because they were expecting me to be in the room and me being the red hair. And, I mean, literally, I'm, like, standing I'm like, how long are you going to just, like, look look right past me? And they looked, they were like, wait, oh, my God, where's your red? Everybody goes, where's your red hair? People, uh, me, I thought I would see the red hair. Like, because the red hair was such a part of me, so I had to bring the red hair back. But there was a time when if you had what they call unnatural color uh, in your hair, even though we live in a world that's so many beautiful shades, our world is filled with so many beautiful shades. And usually when the seasons change, like right now, there are trees that are going to match the color of my hair, which is why I, I love this. I remember sitting on a job and looking out the window and, and I had this beautiful um, view of the trees changing. You know, the dog was blooming and there was this tree that would turn this amazing shade of red. And I was like, every time that tree would change, I would dye my hair that color, right? I want that color. And uh, it became so quite state, it became quite a staple because I got to stand out. Now, of course, I had a couple of other colors. I've tried some of, some of everything. But you have to. Because who, is it, who are you looking for? You're looking for your true self. Now, mind you, it's artificial color. But I rock it because I have the confidence. But you're looking for your true self. You're looking for the person that you can be, that you are happy with, that, you, that brings you joy. And I know there's so much that comes down on us at 31 into this. That tells us we can't be that person. You can't have joy all the time. I will never forget. I will sit in a room. Y'all, I will never forget this story time. I told y'all, 30 minutes into this, you're going to have full-on clarity. And here comes the story. So about 15 minutes, story time. Indulge me. And I say it all the time. 
And hopefully I said enough when they have changed it. But I went to a play read and I got an invitation the other day. I saw a play read uh, coming up because now theaters are, are getting ready to uh, give us a sneak peek of their new season. And I love that theaters, man, they go all year long now, right? But right now they're getting ready to kick off and then they're going to break for the holiday season, all the holiday shows that are favorites that people want to see every year. There's a couple that I saw last year that I want to see again this year. Uh, but now it's like the season openers and some people are still giving you like a preseason preview kind of thing. And I had a uh, notification that there was a reading. But anyway, one year, because it's it's a wonderful event to go to because I like going to the readings because they full on tap into your entire imagination because it's literally just some of the best actors, readers on stage. Uh, there's no set design, costuming, anything like that. It's literally you and the words coming at you as, in the way in which the writer, screen uh, script writer or playwright, in the way that the playwright wrote the play, and then they, they read it trying to figure out if this is a play. You get to give some feedback. Should, this, should they go forward putting this on stage? And most of them will have selected or select. They'll let you know, here's what we're selecting from. So you get to go and see it before you see it. And I love that because I love seeing the evolution of it. Then once they've chosen from those, and it, then it's now full on stage. So I went to a reading of a play that was on tour and so it was coming to Atlanta and we were going to get to see it in basically three different stages the full-on production there was the reading now the reading will oftentimes have you know a variety of people who were available to read right sometimes and sometimes some big names are dropped through depending on you know what level of stage you love and so forth and so on or whatever uh, so these aren't necessarily people that will be cast in the production, but these are people who are lending. Oh, Lord, living and lending, honey. Let me write that down. I've never written that down before. Lending. These are people that are lending their time, okay, to uh, explore this production. So um, these were, this one had, it was a story about 13 women, particularly black women, it was all about a salon, hence the reason I was invited, I guess. And also because I, I blog about theater. Um, it was about it was the 13 stories of women as they mix, intermingled and intertwined and intersected at the salon. But all the 13 women had all these problems. Like every one of them represented a category of issues that black women, that women have. But, you know, black women are not allowed in the construct of America to have the same problems as other women. Okay, we live in a country that's got my even the dog was like, oh, here we go. Um, we live in a country where there's certain kind of constructs. I, I'm in a conversation with some women in my neighborhood now, and they like, well, you know, we're different. Okay, you know, we also have a podcast that you'll hear tomorrow, leading women podcast. And the one thing that we're trying to in that podcast is go back to what Pearl Clegg told us: join each other at the wound. That has been that was one of the first lessons, living lessons I got. And every time I see Pearl, I have to say, Pearl, these women don't do that. <laughs> I remember I ran into Pearl uh, on a divine day and uh, told her I was having this lunch after reading her book about joining women at the womb, that I was going to do these events to get women to come in and let's talk, let's speak to each other from our experiences of our wounds. And I, uh, I have to tell her 17 years later, because even after doing that event and doing Dryer Buzz and trying to go out there each day and find all these stories of women, I'm like, 
it's not, it's not, it's not a forever thing. It's not something that women do. They don't concentrate on it. And they do it in quiet, what they consider to be quiet, safe spaces. I just bought a ticket this morning to go to a breakfast, and it's a women's breakfast, whatever, you know, and it's that networking, but we know that's just not how women get down. They don't operate in that way. So anyway, don't let me get off track. Tweet me if I did. Um, story time. So, um, the oh, to the play. 13 characters, 13 characters. And I'm sitting there watching the reading. And, and as a reading, basically, like I said, there's no set. There's no design. They literally are sitting. They have a stand with the, with the plate with the script on there. And each one is reading a part, right? And I'm looking at a stage, and it was like 13 women. A couple of them were on the celebrity level. A couple of them on the uh, high end of the theatrical level. And a couple of them from our community and so forth. And one or two may have been the investors or whatever. And, producers and all that kind of stuff but 13 it was 10 no not 13 but it was 10 women and a couple of them were reading one or two parts two or two or more parts right so but yet and still oh man this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be a play about 13 women but in the play and in the reading of the play um while you're sitting there you're waiting for the joy moments i, I know i was apparently i was the only one sitting i'm sitting there waiting for the now joy moments okay i understand they're they're living they're learning their lessons and there was, there was a whole bunch of depression up in there anxiety and angst you know and i'm still waiting for the now and the joy um there were issues with the sleep the issue there were all kind of triggers in the plate um they didn't know a lot okay and there was a whole lot of if and there, it was a whole lot of undermining because it took place in a business and you know how we undermine businesses uh there was not a lot the, the milestones weren't celebrated uh, the milestones were crazy. They didn't savor in this play. And uh, they really, you know, when you come to the salon, you want to take off your mask and be your true self. Y'all, if y'all don't know, I'm reading from the word cloud as I described this play, right? Uh, but then here we were. These women were lending their time to show us this. So at the end of the reading, of, and it was a wonderful play, and I love the fact that it was built around a salon. But at the end, and after realizing all the, all the problems that women have, yeah, you have taken every issue we got and put it on that stage. And at the end of that play, uh, you know, they came together for a hug. and a, But not enough, there were not enough aha moments in there for me. Like, okay, girl, you can't be out there giving everybody your all this kind of thing. So anyway, so at the end, you know, in the Q&A, Q&A and usually if I'm in the room, people will ask me, you know, have a question, you know, because that's what I do, right? I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. You know, they always want somebody to kick off the Q&A because, you know, you ever notice at an event, anybody go, they, they go, does anybody have any questions? And everybody just kind of sit there like nobody has any questions. Then that one person has a question. Then next thing you know, everybody finds their self-esteem and confidence to ask a question. Well, I'm usually that person. I want to go first. I'm going to get my question in. And I, I try not to. But then I, I realize it's about to be dead air and we're not going to get any questions asked. I'll go ahead and ask my question. So there were a couple of questions and I was like, well, I got another question. Because I asked, you know, something to get it started. But I'm like, now nah, I got a real question. I got a question. Out of the 13 characters, where is the emphatically happy, my exact words, which one, where's the, I didn't say which one because neither of them. Where's the emphatically happy black woman? And when I tell you the size, the uh, the grunting that came in my direction, as if we can't be, and literally, I was like, where is, where is she? And so the writer of the play said, well, 
Well, you know, we were dealing with all the issues, you know, but if you think about it, the owner of the salon, the fact that everybody was coming to her, you know, she was the happy person, but she never had a, she didn't have a joy moment. She was running from, in the place, the owner of the salon was running from one person to the next and everybody got in her chair, was telling her their problems and she, you know, was becoming the secret keeper, the crypt keeper, you know, like all of this stuff. Everybody came in and unloaded on her. And, uh, and she talked about, you know, just how tired she was. And even though everybody was unloading on her, she never really got a chance to express herself. Nobody ever asked her what was going on with her. She had things that she had to deal with once everybody was out of the salon. Then she did a little bit of a monologue up in there by herself. <laughs> okay. Trying to release all of this stuff that everybody was bringing to her and discussing in the shop, you know, and they then went on to say she could not exist. Somebody literally said, um, if there was a happy woman, then she would discount all the other misery. And I'm like, you mean because people would see that they didn't have to have the misery, you know? And then there was a noted, noted, uh, pastor in the, in the, in the room that stood up and said, well, I like to play because these represent the women in my church. And I was thinking, "Mm, I ain't going back to that church. Okay. Because I'm like, and all those years, I mean, that should be the one place that you can go and have a now joy moment. That should be, and you should have to go up in there every Sunday. There should be some real milestones celebrated in there. Why, why are y'all, and I'm like, I want to see, I, I would want to come, they were asking for feedback. I would want to come and see this play or any play, or when I go to the theater, that's my now joy moment. While I, I said, I need, because they were asking for feedback, I need a full on redemptive moment. I need to know that in all the issues that were brought forth, that they each, all of them, uh, that somebody began to understand what it was they were complaining about and moreover that they began to understand. So they pointed out this one thing. They, they literally searched because, you know, finding my question highly valid, they literally searched through what we had just witnessed to try to find uh, a joy moment. They go, oh, remember um, the one character, you know, the guy next door, um, she took a liking to him and finally he came over. She, she was always baking and finally he came over for dinner. And I was like, you mean the 90 year old man that lived next door <laughs> that came over after they had to live next to each other all this time that no, y'all got, and I was serious. Y'all got to do better. This lady, she, this lady, there was a fence between her and this neighbor over there. He was always out working his yard and his garden or whatever. And they don't live next to each other all these years, you know, probably at some point become widow and widower or whatever, whatever. And uh, so she was always out there baking and, you know, and, and trying to entice him. And finally, one day he put down his garden and stuff and came on over. And the man was like almost damn near 90 years old. And I'm like, okay. That ain't the, uh, that's, that's anxiety right there. Waiting on that moment. That's, that's going to be her moment. So, but anyway, but it, it ended up, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't know y'all, but I was, I, my reaction to it every time I see it, cause it comes around, I think it's headed this way again. But now I have to, when I think about it, I have to think about how somebody said in the place where 
women are feeling bad. You can't, somebody can't feel good because it's going to discount them feeling bad. Meaning that it, rather than learning from the person that has figured out how to deal with depression, angst, and anxiety, and enjoy their now, rather than figuring out how they do that, you don't want that. You don't want the answers because what do they say? Misery loves what? Not redemption, not solutions, but misery loves company. If you want to be in a company of misery, this ain't that podcast because I want you to have joy. I want you to stop living so much in the past, stop living so much for the future, and just figure out what it is you need to do right now as we count down this last minute. I'm going to get out of here at the 45. I told you 15 minutes, you're going to know what we're talking about. 30 minutes, you're going to have full-on clarity. And then at about the 45, I'm going to give you a great story. But that's the story. That's the story. It's like, listen, whatever has a hold of you, whatever is grappling with you, it may come around, but let it, make it come around. If, if, move away from it. Find a milestone. Find something. A lot of times, if you can remember, you feel something today, and you remember feeling that before, then how did you feel before that or after that? Go to one of those moments, right? Because guess what's in that moment? Some hindsight. If you can remember how you felt before, then what happened? And what, what might have happened might have been your truth. It might have been you can't, you can't bury this no more. You can't put it off no more. Here it is. Here's a deadline. A lot of this stuff has a deadline. But you know what's on the other side of that deadline? You know what, what's on the other side of overcoming that moment? It's a little bit of joy. No, Listen, it's now. N-O-W. I wish I could break down now. I'm going to write that on you again. I, I, I broke down mad, motivated, and determined. If you are mad and, and in that being mad, you don't feel motivated and determined, you're just angry. But now, I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have a Gary Busey for now. I can't even, can't even think of anything. Uh, I can't. N-O-W. That's our, that's your task for today. Figure out your nail. Just at least figure it out. So when somebody says, how can I support you? What do you need? What, what do you like? What do you do? Somebody's going to ask you, would you like to go to lunch? Where would you like to go? Don't you hate when people say, I don't know what I want. I don't know where to go. You better find something. Learn how to answer these questions that, because somebody's asking you. Somebody's seeing what you're going through. Somebody is there. Somebody is saying, hey, here's a solution. And I know oftentimes we're like, oh, not right now, not right now. No. No. Learn how to answer that question about your now. I'm going to hit this button, and you're going to have to go do what? You're going to go figure out what you want. You're going to go do it right now. Because you have, after I hit this stop button, your procrastination is over. You're, you're, you're living. You're learning your lesson. Depression, angst, anxiety, now, joy, sleep. Triggers, don't let me hit in this stop button. Trigger you going back. Don't go back. Go forward. Don't go too far forward. In fact, stop. Don't go back. Don't go forward. Right now, when I hit the stop button, that now moment that I'm going to put you in, I need you to ask yourself, what do you want? I need you to, the, the next thing you need to, to do is need to be all about your joy. And I know somebody's trying to call you and you're like, wait, I got to wait to the end of this. Okay. I'm going to hit the stop button. When I hit that stop button, that's going to be your now. It's going to be the very start of your now. You decide if your now is going to be five minutes. You're going to take 30 minutes. You're going to take an hour. You're going to take a day. Don't take a month. Don't take a year. Don't take a week. 
Whatever that now you need to have, it starts right now. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.